You are now listening to the Vanity Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I'm Elijah Evans. And yo, man, this is episode 20 overall, episode 10 of season two. Uh, wow, we really put out 20 episodes so far, man. 20 episodes. It's pretty crazy. And for our 20th, we got a great guest. A very great, a very, very great guest. Uh, yeah, man, this guest is someone I've known for quite a few years now. Um, I first came across his work, I want to say around 2017, 2018. Um, and ever since I've like been like aware of his work, I've just been blown blown away. Um, just from his just the way he captures certain things, certain people, um, from certain angles. Just overall, he's a really great photographer. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview that we have with him today. So I'm gonna let my guest introduce himself. Hey y'all, appreciate that. My name is Ethan Nickerson, I'm a photographer in Richmond. Um, yeah, I've been freelancing for a couple of years now. Before that, I was with Totokayo and Meat Supply, and yeah, I just shoot a bunch of portraits, a bunch of fashion around here, and yeah, just try to do, just try to do my thing out here. Perfect, you're, perfect. And man. you're killing it. Uh, I always want to say RIP Meat Supply. Great, great, yes. great store. Great store. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Thanks, man. So with Ethan, uh, how we like to run our uh, episodes, we like to start off with li- little softball stuff, little soft uh introduction uh tell us where you're from man originally from oklahoma i grew up in a suburb outside of oklahoma city until like fifth grade and then i moved down to like a really small town near the texas border through like my first year of college and uh grew up down there it was like people called it the glint of the buckle of the bible belt down there there was just like (laughs) churches everywhere yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it was like yeah it was that whole feeling down there and like grew up in a town there for a little while and then moved up to oklahoma city back when i was like 20 and uh there was like a college out there that all my like art friends were going to and so like they didn't have a sports program and i never played sports growing up so this was like i'm just gonna go there and try to figure out art stuff and uh, yeah, I went there and then in 2015, moved to Richmond for a job and I got mm. this job at like an agency. They were trying out, seeing if they needed a photographer and like I went to school for advertising. Dad was cool. He was paying for college. It was super kind of him. And he was like, it'd be cool if you get like a real degree in that, yeah. like photography. Yeah. And so I like, got out of there with advertising, but then just kept shooting photos and kept trying to like figure out how to make that a job and then got a job. Uh, in 2015 out here in Richmond and that's kind of like where it started becoming like okay I think I think I'm here for a while basically yeah wow yeah. Uh, full on bio yeah, yeah, full yeah, on bio you don't even we're, I, I don't yeah, have my you have right. yeah we're done that's a wrap bro. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is the Van Ocean podcast signing out uh, <laughs> yeah my bad my bad no you're good no no, no you're perfect bro you're good you're good um, uh when you were talking about uh, the town in Texas you were in I got a, uh, a thought of that seems like one of those places that they do the snake charming in the church. That's what it feels like to me. That kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's like, yeah, it was, it was so, I'm sorry, it was near the Texas border. So still in Oklahoma. Oh, I, near like, the Texas it, border. It, yeah, because some people get territorial about me claiming anything about Texas. So right. I don't want to like, don't want to cause a mess. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's probably not too far off from that. I think yeah. you got to go a little more in Arkansas. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> This is a little more like Friday Night Lights situation. If y'all right. watch that, it's like, yeah. yeah it's so, sort of but you know, what's funny is I have always been af- like afraid to like even go to Oklahoma just because of all the tornado stories. And my dad is from Michigan. And so that's kind of like, 
not too far off kind of i think and um yeah so they have like a big tornado thing too so have you did you ever experience any, any tornadoes as a kid that has shaped you oh, into who you are today <laughs> <laughs> i would it'd be gnarly to give a tornado credit like that but yeah like probably definitely i think it's like a real fear if you have a fear of tornadoes like you probably don't want to go out there for sure yeah they were like there was one that was history making when i was i don't know like in I don't know, I want to say like third grade or something like that. It was like this F5 that was ripping through town. We had to go to a church and like basically, you know, wait in the basement. And like the next day you get outside and it's just like, a, it's always so weird after a tornado because it's like a weird war has happened where like most of it's still fine. But then mm -hmm. you go around and you're just like, oh, that building got torn down. And, oh, that sign's now ripped up or that whole neighborhood is like destroyed or something like that. It's like, it's just real pocketed and random. And there's a... And then like right before I moved, there was another really historic one that was, <laughs> I'm just going to talk a lot, y'all. I'm like super caffeinated right now, so I'm just going to be talking. But like, there's like Oklahoma City and then mm -hmm. right south of it is a suburb called Moore. Mm -hmm. And so usually what happens is a tornado starts in the southwest. It goes upwards northeast, hits Oklahoma City, like hits like the, like the skyscrapers section of Oklahoma City and then goes downward and that's where it chills. And so it, like once it hits downward, it sets on this like suburb and like just demolishes it. It's like every year they'll probably get a couple tornadoes. Right. And uh, yeah, so that one, that one was heavy back in like 2015. Jesus. So wow. Vandy Ultra Fashion, Beauty, all that stuff and meteorology. Hey. That's, that's that's right. our new niche, dude. We cover it all. We yeah. cover it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're gonna talk about everything today. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Um, so growing up in yeah. Oklahoma, like, what were some of your interests growing up? Yeah, what were some of your like just interests growing up? I was super into skateboarding. I was mm -hmm. like, I was living in the like the smaller town I kind of grew up in was. It was a uh, pretty secluded, I'd say, like as far as like how many. Um, I don't know, like how many outs ideas that were happening outside of that town. It seemed like it was pretty hard to break out of that. But my friends and I were super into skateboarding. That's like all we did growing up. And that kind of gave us this look into the outside world as far as like what music was outside of Oklahoma, what kind of art was happening, like fashion and everything like that. Like it was a lot being guided by what we were seeing in skate videos and in magazines and just like this obsession that we had for all the people doing it. Mm -hmm. you know oklahoma they got some legends skateboarding wise coming out of oklahoma there's uh the nuge i think and then there's um, there's another i think there's a guy from birdhouse that also um Plant walker from, yeah 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 he's not yeah. too yeah um yeah i also come from like a skateboarding background so and it's, oh, it's so funny yeah it's like so funny that like everyone like a lot of people that we talked to that's kind of like yeah. their start it was like they got into fashion mute like i still listen to songs yeah. that i found from skateboarding like oh some of my yeah, favorite absolutely. songs some of the best soundtracks came from like tony hawk's proven ground oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so cool. in the studio like over at Tudakaya, we were constantly playing like we go to spotify and just type in a skate video and there would be the soundtrack for it and we were constantly yeah. playing that stuff yeah it's so good wow yeah so when did you first become introduced to just the camera alone yeah man i got like i got like a point and shoot whenever i was in high school and just like taking pictures of my buddies and stuff like skateboarding and i was getting really interested in like how to manipulate photos and i um yeah i was just like pulling that out all the time and like man, i was trying to be like so pro with that little family they must have been like you know tiny little box 
and uh it was like i was always trying to just be like the guy on like in the session with a camera and like taking pictures of people and like if they got hyped i got super hyped and i don't know i just thought all my friends were like so sick and i thought what they were doing was super sick and so i just i wanted i wanted to like show people what everybody was doing and yeah i just thought they were all so tight and so that was like my first introduction with it like i was looking through skate magazines and there was a photographer named Mike O'Mealy. He's out of Australia and like seeing his like his skateboards were unreal, but seeing like all the behind the scenes stuff where it was just like people living and like, you know, you'd see like guys with like just the most scarred up hands or just like, mm. you know, just like how how a crew is outside of skateboarding, like how they kind of mingle around and stuff like that. And so like his lifestyle photos were just so heavy on me. Like I thought those were beautiful. Um and then yeah, like would find some influences here and there and that kind of just started leading me down fashion and portraiture, but sorry, man, I'm just going to answer these questions so crazy long every single no, time. No, you're good. No, trust <laughs> me, please. This Because this is what we want. Yeah, this is what honestly. we want to hear. Okay, this, is cool. what, this, is what cool. we, this is what we give our fans, you know? So after, <laughs> so after high school, um, did you, uh, when you're uh, explaining, giving us your brief bio in the beginning, uh, did you yeah. say after uh, high school, did you go to school for photography at all? Or did you just... No, that's... So I took a couple classes, but no, I didn't, I didn't go at all for photography. There weren't any photography programs in the first college I went to. It was too small for that. Mm, Um, But there were some courses and what I learned there was really cool. Like I just, I mean, instantly, like I was going into these classes for introductory photography and like I was absorbing everything. I was like, Mm -hmm. I was wanting to learn every single thing I could. And then whenever it came time to like, you know, make a group of photos or, do like a final project or something like that. Like I just, I went in so hard every yeah. single time. It was just like, I want to learn something new. I want to try something new. I want to like, you know, we, we learned one day about strobes and lighting. So I want to focus on that or something like that. And like, um, so I just, I, you know, I loved it immediately. It was kind of crazy. It was just something that like, I always felt like never, I was like never good enough to keep doing, but I was like, I just don't know what else to do. Like, this is all, this is all I want to do is just take photos and learn how to take them better. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, but you, but you said your parents were also like, okay, w- we love the photography, but like, let's yeah. get a real degree. So you decided to do advertising. Yeah. And so were, did yeah. you ever have any, did you have a, was that just because like, okay, mom and dad, like I'll do that. But was it like on your mind to actually do advertising or was it just something to keep the parents happy man I really tried I really thought I really thought like I might have a career in it you know um it was so you know like and I don't mean to say that with any like parents made me do something I didn't want to do oh no yeah 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 for sure sure. yeah yeah. no no you're good it was but uh but yeah like I I went into advertising and like it wasn't the you know VCU over here has got like a real advertising program that's really solid and I'm not going to say mine wasn't that solid, but like it definitely felt like we were getting a degree in like planning pizza parties for Samsung or something like yeah. that. You know, it was like, right. it just wasn't, it just wasn't that exciting. And it seemed like you could really get away with like a lot of mediocre ideas. And I was just like super not into that. And like the trajectory from the college that I was going to, like the other advertising kind of markets was like Dallas and Chicago. And Chicago's tight. I didn't was fine with Dallas but like living there I didn't really know and then like if you stayed in Oklahoma City there was a pocket but like all the clients that people were talking about getting excited to work on I was like man I don't really care about any of that and so like so we would try to like come up with campaign ideas or something but like it just wasn't I just wasn't in it you know like 
And the whole time I was going to school for advertising, I was hanging around the commons area of the, of the photo department. And like, yeah, I was listening to what they were talking about. Yeah. yeah, I was listening to what they were talking about. I was like chiming in all the time. I was like making good friends with all the professors and stuff like that. And like, I was just stuck in there. And every time we were doing something with advertising, I was always thinking about like the visual element of it. And like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to relate it back to photography in some way. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So when did you initially move to Richmond? When did that move happen? Yeah, that was 2015. Um, okay. I was graduating high school. Yeah, that was. Well, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's the year graduating. Oh, that's yeah, sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's not, not, like forever ago. Yeah. For real. Yeah. For real. It seems like forever since I moved here, for sure. Yeah, yeah it was. I had been graduated for a couple of years and like I was looking to move, but no idea really where I kind of felt that like my trajectory in Oklahoma was pretty planned out. And like, I was a little bored by that idea. Just like, if I stay here, I sort of know how I'm going to like, not that like anybody else was forcing my hand, but I just knew that like, I would get comfortable in certain ways. And like, I'd be, you know, going through a trajectory that like was the safe move mm-hmm. and uh, had some friends out here and like got this opportunity to, um, like interview for a job out here mm-hmm. and like I wasn't you know I've never lived outside of there all my family's there so like that's my comfort zone mm-hmm. and I came out here for an interview and the place was like you know how soon can you get here basically right and I was like I mean I think like three weeks I think that'll like, give me enough time to quit my job pack my bags and head out Man. and uh, they're like cool see you in three weeks and I was right. like what? And so I was just <laughs> yeah. like, so came back and like yeah so let me ask you so you being in Oklahoma, you're kind of like you're it's middle America, right? So you could have yeah. went to LA, you could have went to Chicago, you could have went to New York, yeah. you could have went to you know Texas, Houston. So was it yeah. only did you ever have any other plans to go anywhere else? Any ideas, or was Richmond kind of your was it just like the site you had because you wanted to keep because I, I think I think it's sick how you kept it kind of like like you're doing your art thing and you're you're happy and you're doing it like here in the south, which is like you know they're the south the south isn't known for like art for the most part like it's right. it's known for racism and other stuff but you know sure. you know yeah so this you know was that was richmond what you wanted or was it just kind of what happened man i could talk about this one forever so yeah. like no like <laughs> no it was it was not it was not the destination for mm-hmm. sure you know like the first like new york was it new york was the thing in mind for yeah. sure in new york was like the place where I wanted to go to become like the photographer I wanted to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, this was just like, this was just a stepping stone to get there. And then I've tried to leave a few different times. And it's just like, it's always worked out where kind of the moment to go has always come to, a, you know, come to my attention. And it's just like something else happens where I'm like, that's actually what I want to be doing. You know, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. moving, moving is great. And like, I think it keeps you flexible in so many ways. And I, you know, I love the fact that I moved out here, but there's every time I've thought about continuing on, um, it's just been like, man, there's there's an opportunity here that is actually what I want to be doing. And if I found this opportunity in New York, I'd be like ecstatic. Mm-hmm. But I found it here, and so it's like, yeah, it's just it's just always been good to be here. And I've learned so much about you know the nation and just like living in basically another part of the country by being here. And every time I go to New York, it's beautiful. And it's like so so rich in so many ways but i do love just the like i do love the kind of quiet like river that goes through the culture out here and how like 
there's amazing people doing incredible work like with art fashion or music or whatever that are in these pockets and i love discovering those pockets and i love getting involved in communities with that man you know it's it's funny that you say that because you know i think with with people like us it's like new york let's let's go but yep. now that i'm getting older i realize what you're saying it's like i love new york and i love to go and spend a couple of days and just soak it all in but then i can yep. still come here and have a car and a driveway and a yard and be able to go outside <laughs> right. and exactly. and you know yeah. and, and it's like exactly. you know and you know like new york is not hard to get to you can go whenever you want to you know what i mean exactly yeah. so yeah, yeah, it's just for, funny that I mean, you say that. For us, it's a six-hour drive or a bus ride, right. or if anything, right. it's a right. two-hour bus. I mean, not bus, but a flight. It's like at forty-five minutes, bro. Forty-five. That's right. Yeah, Damn, yeah, yeah. It's quick. So Crazy. it's just funny that you yeah, said that because yeah. that's that's what I've been thinking about lately. You know, mm. I hate Virginia Beach. Nope. Get out of here, but <laughs> it's like you know, Richmond no, yeah. or somebody else. You hey, know, you and me both, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, like getting out of Oklahoma City was like a great move. You know, getting out of the town I grew up in was a great move. Getting out of Oklahoma City was a great move. And I've been trying to follow that instinct to go wherever to the next place if the next place is calling me in the way that it was calling me out of those places. Mm -hmm. But it just hadn't been calling me out of here. And so like, you know, here I've got a really good situation. My partner is like got a beautiful situation. And so it's it's a really good life. And there's no reason to just like toss out a good life whenever you can keep growing. You can keep making art that like, inspires you you can keep looking at like what's motivating you to keep thinking and keep you know expanding yourself and it's just like that's all that's all still within my grasp here and so there's no reason to like be jumping ship here right yeah. that was very well said i'm wow. saying that was very well said and i do love richmond Thanks, richmond's man. great no it's a i, yeah, I love going up to richmond i remember yeah. going up to richmond for my very first time it was just to visit a friend at bcu i think this was like 2017 mm. 2018 but i really just I really like the, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, but like, I like the vibe up there. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, because like, it's like, like, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's like, it's like home, but it's also like the city. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, for sure. You got a little bit of both. You know what I mean? So. Which transitioning into my next question, uh, when did you start at Need Supply? And how was the experience working yeah. for Need Supply as well? Man, first off, sick so sick it had been my dream to be over there it was mm. like i found i got a human being journal in the mail like in oklahoma city mm. i don't know like years before i moved or something like that and like i remember going around the store i was working for then and just showing people these editorials because i had never seen anything where it was like i never seen anything where they were doing where it was like concept over like the concept won over them selling the product it was like if we have a, if we have a strong concept we have strong visuals that's what we need. That's what we're focused on. Selling the product is like obviously the goal, but like it's all it's delivered like almost secondary. Right. And so I remember yeah. just like I just remember coming around to people I was working with in the store, being like, "You can't even see these clothes." Like, right. You know, like you can't even see what they're wearing. It's just like this photo is beautiful, you know. Yeah. And like it's like seven pages of that, and then I'm looking through this journal, being like, "There's no ads in here. Are you right. kidding me? Like yeah. it's just nothing but great content yeah. the whole time." Yeah, um, I remember. I'm, yeah. But I remember um, I was looking to like intern at Need Supply for a little while, but it was yeah. like yeah. it was more towards the end, so they weren't really like doing it anymore. But um, yeah. that's remember. I think I remember thinking like this place is so cool because it's like it's you come in, it's a nice space, and the clothes are there, but it's not really about that. And then also, it's just like they had like Margella and all that high end stuff. 
But then they also had yeah, like yeah. Obey and like other regular yeah, like, <laughs> yeah so you stuff you can yeah. get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I love I yeah. love places that can have that high and low and it all makes sense. It, it's they make sense together. You yeah. know, they make sense the next yeah. and next they to had each other. other. Like the uh like fragrances and yeah, home, home books. Home they had yeah. everything. Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 yeah. sad to see that gone because I don't think we really have anything like that anymore. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, there's there's really nothing like, like to the extent that Nespy was, but it's mm-hmm. cool seeing you know because I was I was working for Totokayo mostly, right? They right. like I can I can go into it a little bit more, but like whenever I got hired there, they were absorbing the Totokayo production from New York and bringing it down to Richmond. Wow. And so whenever I got hired, they were like I thought I was getting hired for Need Supply, being an assistant, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Do you want to be the lead for Totokayo?" Which is like I mean, straight off runway. There's no obeying right. there. It's like nothing but you know and so i was blown away by that and then super overwhelmed but like that, that store seeing that store dissipate like they were based in seattle and new york mm. and seeing need supply in richmond and Totokai in seattle dissipate i've gone to seattle since and it's like there's other stores kind of picking up where they left off and like okay. they're a little more they're a lot more separated and they're a lot more specific mm-hmm. but like obviously somebody was like well now they're you know seattle needs great homeware and so this store's got homeware and in richmond there's a couple of stores in town like rebels and Southside, and they have got a beautiful curation of pieces you know yeah. like angel uh, angel does over in you know uh, yeah, where, yeah. where you are can you like it's like those guys are picking up where need supply had to leave off you know right exactly and it's like i i think it's amazing to see it get kind of democratized and diversified across the state and see people like realize there's an opportunity here to pick this up and like make it mine now right and i think you know like as, as much as i understand like i wish dude i wish so bad that job still existed in richmond because yeah. it was so special mm-hmm. but it has been amazing to see like people just pick that up and make something with it right and it's so crazy because i don't know if you remember but we initially met for the first time face to face because I believe a, f- a friend of mine who was staying at VCU told me you guys were having a casting. And this was probably like yeah. 20, 2017. And I remember I showed up and then that's when we first met. And I think I was saying how I've been following you for quite a few months and I like, really love your work and everything and stuff. So it's so crazy to think like back then, like that was when we first initially met. And then like over time, it's yeah. just like, you know, you're like your work has just gotten better and better. And the one thing I noticed too, and I want to ask you about when it comes to shooting with different people, I, always, I noticed this thing when you shoot with something different, shoot with somebody different that you implement something different when it comes to editing. So it's not the same thing every time. What is that like kind yeah. of mindset? Like what do you try to implement every time you shoot with someone new? Man, I, I have a, that's a really good question. I, I have like a, a thing about like, you know, every time I make a photo, I, I was talking to someone recently about this where they were talking about how a lot of photographers do this thing where they don't separate, where they separate this like idea of the con, the idea of like the subject from the aesthetic they're going to shoot it in, right? And so they separate those two different things and they say like, whenever I just take a photo, like I'm going to keep this aesthetic and I'm going to shoot the subject and it's going to look like this in every way. Or the opposite, right? I might have a subject matter, I'm gonna shoot it differently, but it's gonna be the same subject matter. But like I really, I really have this like kind of you know almost ADHD appreciation for just photography as far as image making goes, and just like the diversity that can come through 
in any image and like every photographer has their own language and I just love exploring the visual language of photography and so I kind of get this you know I have an idea of what I'm doing whenever I'm shooting somebody I have this like kind of thing that I'm inspired by this thought this you know, imagery or whatever and then I'm really feeling it out as we're shooting and then whenever I get back into editing like that's kind of where I'm at home and the post-processing of it all and like kind of the editing of it all like I'm really improvising that as I'm going through it. I'm trying to see like, you know, I've got these ideas in my head or I'm listening to a song or something like that. And that's coming through as I'm editing. And like, I think, it, I think, you know, I appreciate you calling it out because I think it, it's something that I really love to do. I think it's hard to sell that as a photographer, especially being freelance now. Like, you know, you want to sell to a lot of people like I can make this product over and over and over again. Right. And I can give you this result just like over and over and over again. And people, mm -hmm. you know, people who hire photographers want that. And I don't blame them, but the, you know, the kind of enthusiast in me is always just like, what can we explore with this image? Like, how can we make it look like this song sounds? Or how can I, you know, get the feeling that I was having while interacting with this person to like put that through the image? And that's always unique. That's always so different. Wow. wow. That was really well said. Yeah. You know, I love photographers. They're, it's like, <laughs> you guys, like, just see the world in a way that no one it's just like you guys are visual people so you guys can just like see the world and like interpret it in your own way and then like right. just like it's just insane man like i know yeah, a couple of photographers and you guys are all just like such like introspective like deep thinkers about visuals and like the visual element and it's a quality i wish i had yeah all right yeah it's great <laughs> um so when it comes to shooting, uh, like, I mean, you briefly talked about it, but where do you like, where do you find that inspiration within yourself? Because a lot of people, obviously, you can shoot with someone and they'll gather up inspiration for what they want to get across. But when it comes to you shooting yourself, yeah. like, where do you find that inspiration to incorporate something different? If it's if it's like if I'm taking the portrait, it's always the people. Like I'm so fascinated by people. And I think that's like something that that's definitely what got me into photography in the first place is the diversity that human beings can carry within themselves. And like each person is so much more than the surface they project, you know. And so like that's so inspiring to me. And, and like making making something visual that I can go look at and I can sit with and I can like take apart with, you know, just like visual understanding, doing that by combining myself with them and like seeing what comes out of that like that's so inspiring to me and so like you know working with you Kenny has been amazing because like one of the first times we were shooting in focal point you kind of gave me your backstory and like I saw like such strength in you at that moment and like I saw this like you know this willingness to be flexible and kind of like expand yourself in, in a way that like I hadn't seen before in you and so now shooting with you, I kind of come with that in mind and we keep going from there, but I just love that there's always something to unpack with a person. Right. Um, and if they, if they share that with me and I get to share something with them, then like, you just get to make something visual that like, you know, I've never seen before. And I love, I love seeing the people that I appreciate and the human beings that I get to meet, like in a way that I hope like glorifies their best characteristic of that, like, you know, that I'm trying to get across. And then if it's, if it's objects or, interiors or something like that like I love composition and so there was like you know whenever I was growing up there were always two sectors of photography that I was really interested in and one of them was like 
Richard Avedon focusing on, on the person, right? So he was always like going in and looking at people and kind of unpacking a person. And so that's like an aspect that I really carry with me. And then there was like Irving Penn that was doing similar things, but focusing a lot in certain years, like working with Harper's Bazaar and stuff that he was focusing a lot on composition. And so he was working with actual like dresses and fashion. And he was like really focusing on how like, it was sort of like with Needs Fly where sometimes you couldn't even see the pieces being worn, but like just the shapes that they were making was like visually so striking. And so I love working with composition and just kind of like playing with an abstract, like abstracting an image to create a feeling out of the object that you're seeing. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. I'm just blown away. I'm sorry. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting speechless every yeah. <laughs> every every question, man. It's just uh, it's just so I, it's just I just talk so much, man. No, you're yeah. good. And it's I don't know. For me, I just find it so interesting whether I'm watching like just interviews on YouTube or whenever we get a guest on here, you know, it's so fascinating just to hear how you kind of just like go into something you like truly love to do like creatively yeah. and i think the aspect of like for instance when we first shot together and how you mentioned it, how i gave you that backstory for me I, I always try to make sure like everyone is in the room is like comfortable and like is like acclimated mm -hmm. together and everything so that way we get the best possible yeah. outcome we possibly can get um but i just yeah i just appreciate that element of just being able to connect with creatives like yourself and just hearing your hearing your story and just hearing how you approach certain things creatively it's like it's really beautiful to see honestly to be honest and um yeah man it's well thanks man. no yeah wow kenny hey man this is you know <laughs> we, we we've been getting after like deep on the past few i think like yeah as man. we keep doing this like we're getting like better at talking to people sure. outside. yeah you know what I mean? yeah it's crazy. yeah so when you when you first picked up the camera, you were, you know, shooting your homies, shooting your friends, just like around yeah. the town. When did you like realize that you actually might have a gift? Did, like, do you like when when you look at your like, how can I ask this? Like, when did you realize that, like, oh, like I could actually probably do this? Like, when when do you feel like your big break was? <laughs> it's so it's so funny because like. I always have like such an issue with validation, especially like self-validation. It, like it's it's like never there, you know. Like I'm I'm really interested in like the outcome, but like it's so hard for me to like accept like oh I got something here. For a long time, it was seeing people burn out, and I was like I'm not burning out. Like I'm straight. Like I know like this guy is making incredible imagery right now, and I'm bummed that I'm not making that imagery. But I just saw him give up, and I saw him move on. And so like, wow. I don't know, like, I don't know if I've got a talent, but I know I'm not giving up like tomorrow for sure. And so I kept seeing people fall off right. and I was like, I just, I, like, I just know I can outlast people. Like, and so like, that was, yeah. that was it for a long time. Just knowing that like, I'm just so interested in this. that like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to take my best photo tomorrow and then call it quits. And then honestly, man, I had this moment, I had this moment a long time back where I was like, you know, like, well, like working in Todakai was like kind of tough because I, I was really questioning myself like so much there. I think I was looking for validation really hard during that time. But I was listening to um, Yonkers and I listened to it over and over and over again one night, just like on repeat. And I just thought about like how, like how brave it must have been to put like for Tyler to put himself out in that way. 
for that first single to be like yeah. so full of like inside jokes like right. so many things you would have to unpack over the years to come right. like all these like all these different things that wouldn't really be understood for like another five albums or whatever mm-hmm. and i just thought like and so i just i heard that or something like that as i was listening to it and i just thought about the strength that that must have taken when somebody is like putting their best stuff out there and maybe not getting recognized in the way that they want to immediately and i remember looking at my photo somewhere after that and i was like you know I can take a picture. Like I can totally take a picture. I don't need to worry about taking pictures anymore. Like I just need to explore like what I can do with myself and I need to be putting more of myself into these photos. But like, I'm not ever going to trip again about like, am I capable of getting a sharp photo? Am I capable of like taking a portrait? Like, I'm not going to worry about that at all. I'm just going to like always focus in on like what I'm feeling in that moment, what I'm putting into it, all of that. And like, that was hugely validating for me to move on from that question of like am i good enough do i have something here am i unique whatever it's just like i can do this job like there's so many people who straight up can't do this job i've been taking pictures long enough to where i know like i can pick up a camera and do something with it mm-hmm. that's yeah. funny that you you mentioned you mentioned yonkers because that was i'd say that yonkers was the my introduction into kind of like the rest of my life it's like wow. like that's i was like yeah. thir- it's like 13 when i found out Todd the creator and like just like it's just funny that you said that because like Yonkers, I used to love that song. Just like his bars were so crazy. And like you said, like it was so insane for him to put himself out that way. Like right. he ate yeah. that roach and people were like, wait, wait what? What is that? Guy <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah. You and know, just, like, and that's like, that's like his introduction to yeah. the world, you know, and in the greater yeah. scheme, that's like the first thing people are seeing from him, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah. No, you're good. You're it's good. just some. No. And that was definitely at a time where a lot of artists weren't really willing to go out like that. Well, yeah. start off like that, you know? I mean, what was what was happening then? That was like... Shoot. Uh, who else was hot around that time? 2013, I was in middle school. Yeah, we were in no, middle no, school. No, we were in high school. No. Yeah. Oh, but it came oh, out, it it came out before, before then, that. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, what was hot around that time? That was like... Sheesh. I, can't I don't even remember. Was that yeah. Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy era? Oh, wow. That might be. Yes, because yeah, no. So it that would have been like Nicki Minaj kind of coming into the yeah, scene. Yeah, because I remember so, yeah. Runaway. He did the Runaway on the MTV Awards that and one year. Tyler right. won the award for best new artist for MTV. And I remember he yeah, jumped, he jumped oh, yeah, 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 man, yeah, that was yeah. a good time. Crazy, wow, wow, we're getting old. Wow. Yeah, man, okay. yeah, <laughs> we're getting old. Ah, ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Back to the interview. Uh so when it comes to photography, like, what have been some ways you've tried to connect with the community of richmond like has it been a moment where maybe a favorite uh food spot you like to go to they you maybe like offer them hey i can take pictures of the food you guys serve or maybe like a local shop you're into like a furniture shop or so um what have been some ways to like you've connected with the community in richmond that's a cool question the first year i moved here there was a really cool program so i moved here in september and december there was this really cool program that like my coworker invited me to be a part of it. it was called uh, Help Portrait. And they did it every year in Richmond during like the winter parade. And it was in the YMCA downtown. And basically like if you're a photographer, you just like volunteered your time and your services to go take portraits of like anybody who walked in. So if it was like families or somebody needing headshots, sorry. And there was, there was like a whole group of people who would do hair and makeup, there were stylists. You would print off a portrait for people and like, that was maybe the first time I ever saw like um, a philanthropic 
way of doing it. And I, and I keep, it's so sick. I keep up with a couple of people that I took photos of that first year. And there was one guy who needed a portrait to get into med school. And it was like, wow. he needed a headshot for it. And that man has like done it, you know, like by this point he's really done it. Wow. And he keeps in touch with me. We, you know, we talk every time he comes into town, but like that thing was so, that was so cool and impactful. And like, yeah, so that was, that was something, you know, I did a few for a few years. And lately it's, especially since going freelance, I saw, I saw this thing at Toto Kyle that was like the need for, need for like the opening of information and the democratization of like how you excel in this career mm -hmm. and that's been a huge goal for me like now going freelance it's like anybody that i work with knows what i get paid they know like how to do the work that i'm doing they know like how i got the jobs i got like that sort of thing i, I try to be like as open as possible and not gatekeep that kind of stuff um for a couple of years in 2017 16 maybe through 18 i was running this thing called uh Richmond photo night out of my workplace. And basically I just, I kept seeing so many photographers around me that were like inspiring. And um, I wanted to hear what they had to say about their photos. And I didn't want them to feel like they had to sell me their like, you know, commercial portfolio or like that they needed to get jobs or something like that. Like, I just wanted to hear like, what makes you tick as a photographer? I'm so interested. Wow. And I invited like, it was like two, photo, two photographers a month. And I did that for a few years running and so we had two photographers every month come in you know i was like you got 15 minutes to talk about whatever you want to talk about if it's one photo if it's your whole portfolio if you're trying to get a job out here like whatever you want to do and connecting with people like that um i miss that a lot because i think it was a really unique place for photographers to just come and like present themselves however they want to present but that was a huge thing for for me to connect with people like then and uh yeah yeah, that's, yeah, that's the answer to that. <laughs> um, so this is, you don't have to answer this question because I don't want, I don't want you to give up your sauce, but do you prefer digital or film and, um, yeah. yeah, and what, and I'm sure you do both. Um, what is your favorite and why? So I don't touch film. I you don't touch film. Don't huh. touch film. Why? Yeah. Why do you, uh, you don't touch film? I have always, I've always gotten what I needed out of digital. Like I've always gotten the experience. Like my, my interest has always just been like in making visual communication and it hasn't needed to be in film. Mm -hmm. And um, I see people like my, my partner, she shoots, I got her like a 35 millimeter camera. And God, she expresses so well with that thing. Like the photos we always get back from her are just amazing. And so like, I can see it and I can see like the color grading and like the dynamic range of it all. It just looks amazing. But like, yeah, I remember seeing this photographer, Jonas Lindstrom a while back. He did the Kendrick Lamar um, element video mm -hmm. and he's done a bunch of crazy good stuff, but he's a photographer. And somebody asked him the same question. And I it was the first time I've ever heard a photographer just be like, I don't touch film. And I was like, oh, I can, I can say that because I straight up don't like, right. I don't have to guilt trip myself about it. Like, I just don't touch it. Like, I just like making images with a digital camera just fine. Yeah, see, film, film is too fussy. You got to do too much. You know, you got to get chemicals or you got to take it somewhere. <laughs> you got to pay for it. And it's like, man, I just, just want to <laughs> take a photo. And, the, and I've been in a dark room and I love developing black and white, but man, like, you know, for the kind of photos that I want to take, it's like, 
it's it's a it's a lot of like hurdles to like right. get into a dark room and start printing and the photographers that print color are incredible but like it's just it's just something that i just haven't like isn't it up. like when you go and you're in a red room like if you open a bottle of chemicals you have to use it like that day or it's gonna go bad and you can't use it anymore it's something like that i can't speak to it enough to like yeah. verify the uh, it's something like that they got yeah. a shelf life for sure wow so before we let you go ethan i have one last yeah i think i have yeah one last final question i want to huh. get to you uh so i mean where do you see yourself in the next few years and then also what are some things you want to accomplish creatively within these next few years but then also personally so i'm freelancing now and that's that's been hugely rewarding and at the moment i don't really see myself going away from from freelancing and kind of like trying to figure out because it's, it's been so amazing like finding my own voice and feeling like i have a unique like a unique take to offer from freelancing and so like um i don't see myself moving out of that anytime so i just see i just see it getting like you know like this last year was like figuring out workers compensation and like insurance and paying people and all that stuff and so i just feel myself like trying to narrow that in so i can just focus on making images but i've got a personal project that i'm kind of gearing up for that i would really like to see come to fruition just because it's got nothing to do with um nothing to do with selling an object i really love working with small businesses and helping them like sell things and helping you know kind of push out these things that people really care about into the world in the best light possible mm. but um getting getting more in tune with how to make emotive and emotive like imagery that really speaks a message from me that i can't speak you know i can't say with words i can't like really express is what kind of got me interested in photo in the first place and so continues to kind of like dive into that um but i don't you know it's so crazy being in richmond because like i got a nike job here and like i didn't ever think something like that was possible you know here and i'm blown away by that and i've worked with people who are just like of a, such a high caliber that like i have no idea where it'll go from here but like i know richmond is currently feeding my soul it's you know it's a really good place to be and i'm you know keeping my kind of keeping my head down as far as like my work goes and just producing the best possible thing i can every time and so I have no idea where it'll go, but I'm I'm really excited for it. So, for sure. Wow! Well, very well said yeah. by the man himself, yeah. Ethan Hickes. Yeah. Um. Yo, man. Wait, I, I got one more. I have one more comment. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You got a great head of hair, man. I, I know our <laughs> listeners at home. Steve, but you got a great head of hair. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> before before we head out, I mean, do you want to give any tips of what you use? You know, you got a routine. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's hear it. Oh yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, fire away. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't have anything like. I mean, I'm down to share. I don't have anything like lock and loaded or anything. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I use a Canon R. It's a mirrorless camera. If you're if you're thinking about going mirrorless, go mirrorless. It's great. It's fine. It's the it's the future. Go for it. Um, yeah, I've got. I mean. I use I use pro photo lights just because somebody when I was assisting early on was using them and they're hella expensive, but man, they work so well. So like if you can grab them, if you can't go Godox, go Westcott, something like that. But um, 
Yeah. I, I, you know, for any tips and stuff like that, like assisting is, I, I assist as much as I possibly can, even now, like, I mean, especially now, honestly, like I don't see that stopping anytime soon. And like assisting is just nothing but education and connection. Like you don't get elsewhere. Um, and, you know, work with, you know, working with you can has been so sick, you know, we, like we've, we've stayed connected through all these years. And so right. like, work with people who want to work with you and try to bring something new into the conversation and just try to like bring something of yourself in and trust yourself that like, if you want to see it done, then maybe they want to see it done. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Connect, con connect as much as you possibly can. That's like the biggest thing for sure. Wow. Yeah. Also, sorry, I didn't like, I didn't really talk much about working at need or what it was like there or anything like that, but it was, it was a sick job. I'll say, I miss it a lot. No, I mean, yeah, I, did you want? I'm sorry, yeah, I, I'm no, no, no talk about it. I we should talk about it because, yeah, yeah, please. Because, I mean, I I, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, catch up, but yeah, I remember I went to, I've only been to Total Call one time and I was blown away. Same, just like, I, I don't, did you go to the New York store? Yes, yep. And it was sick, like, I walked sick. in, they had like these big old paper lanterns, like as soon as you walked in, mm -hmm. and they had all the yeah. shoes like in that long row, and they had it with the curation. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. great. It was, it's, oh it's, my God. and uh, they had like, they had like Craig Green and just like stuff you don't find. I think what I want to say too to that, like this the la the first time and first time and only time I went there was right before COVID. Like it was March of 2020. Yeah, crazy. In my opinion, that store and Bodie are probably one of the two best, yeah. like just like curated stores yeah. I've seen, like Man, ever. It was so special. You know what I mean? Yeah. That curation was amazing. Yeah, so special. And it was like I said, the like mer like the set design, like the merchandising was great, and yeah, no, that yeah, it was sick. I like that place a lot. And they had like a lot of stuff that you can't really find, you know, right. like a lot of cool, cool shit. So. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. Unreal. Um. Yeah, man. Uh. Yo, Ethan. It was a true pleasure having you on today, man. Um. You know, like I said earlier, I really appreciate just being able to know you, but then also work with you creatively. And, um, you know, I truly wish you the, you know, truly wish you the best going forward when it comes to your own work, when it comes to your personal life, um, just in all facets, honestly, you know, I really wish you the best and I want you to continue creating as much as you can because, you know, we, we never, you know, life is short. Like, like we talked about, yeah, we're getting old and everything, but like, yeah. no, life is short. <laughs> no, you're, so, you're, you're right. Yeah. And like you implemented earlier, Ethan, how like you don't plan on stopping, like, or you don't plan yeah. on giving up, like keep at it and keep that same mentality. And, you know, I really think you're going to reach the truest heights of what you want to become For real. just within uh, creatively photography or just personally. And so. also like, we always say like, yeah, we're going to come to Philly or New York and hang you're like two hours away, dog. We're about to come up. Yeah. And we're going to link up. Sure. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. It would be so good to see you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on this thing, man. I really, yeah, of course, it means man. a lot. So uh, before you, before we uh, end everything, um, do you want to plug your stuff? Like where can the people follow you? Um, is there anything you got coming in the works soon that you want to like just let out? Man, yeah, no, I, uh, you can definitely follow me. I'm at Ethan Does Things on Instagram. EthanHickerson.com is my website. 
Um, I want to shout out just a couple of people just because I wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten the kind of, of photos I have without them. Like Devin Hine, um, I believe they go by Devil Wine on Instagram is a brilliant, brilliant person. And I definitely wouldn't have the kind of imagery I do without them being involved. Um, yeah, I'm just lucky to be around them. Christina Allen is a stylist up in New York. She was down in Tedekaya with me. Um, Christina Allen's brilliant. Uh, definitely go to her website. And then um, Joss Bynum is a stylist that's now, in, that's now in New York. And Joss has such an eye for styling that I think is like brilliant and definitely Joss Bynum um if you're looking them up but yeah shout out to all three of them for sure wow man shouts out let's get them on let's talk to them let's get them on yeah that's right, <laughs> that's right. for real for real yeah let's talk for real. To them all. um yeah man it was a pleasure having you on man and this is the vanity ultra podcast we are signing out peace